the best Star Wars ripoff since Spaceballs. Oh, no. Kang is Palpatine. <laughs> Modok is Darth Vader. Ant-Man is Han. Practically every character plays one or more stand-ins of the Star Wars characters. So a hero's journey. Got it. <laughs> they even rip off the cantina scene. It took the MCU for Disney to give us a decent Star Wars movie. Oh, no. Oh, what? <laughs> no. Wait, does this person like it or not? Yeah, that is a one-star review from IMDb. I'm so confused. And welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Stephen, joined as always by Andrew. Hello! And Ryan. Hello! And that is going on the soundboard. Get ready for our own personal hell. Someone deleted it. I don't know what happened. It just just went away. Just weird how that worked out. Listen to the episode and it's like, Andrew, nothing. Oh, okay, well. It's just silence. It's flat. So, if you didn't get the message from our uh, one-star review, we're talking Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Oh, is it Ant-Man and the Wasp? It, it, that, oh, is, okay. that, that is the full title. Okay. It, it is henceforth known as Ant-Man <laughs> yeah, 3. you wouldn't think it, but that's what the actual title is. Yeah. <laughs> it will be known as Ant-Man 3 from now on, because I'm not saying all that. Which is A3 Every for time. short. <laughs> no, we no, can't go that far. We can't go that Ant-Man short. 3 is fine. <laughs> what about AM3? Can we compromise? AM3, absolutely not. <laughs> Three-man ant. We're just doing it can Yoda we, no, style. Can we it's not? Star Wars. No, no. Ooh, that's, a, that's a callback already. <laughs> wow. Uh, but before we get into Ant-Man and Wasps. And, and Quantumania. Not Quantumania. Uh, we thought we might have, we're going to end up with possibly the most educational content on this show. Doubt, that's, doubtful. That's a very bold <laughs> statement. <laughs> it's a very low bar. All right. Very low threshold here. We were going to talk about some bugs. Get our out favorite your bugs. And papers. Just break bugs. out some bug not, facts. Not pop culture bugs, just bugs. Just bugs. We thought about pop culture bugs, but you can only say Mothra so many times. Or, or Zorak. Or Tick. Yeah. Yeah. So without further ado, to share us some interesting facts about a bug he may or may not like, Ryan, you're on the spot. <laughs> that's I'm, so mean. I'm going to give this bug a shout out. Okay. These bugs annoy me. I don't fully hate them, but... Ever since I moved away from Tennessee, I have never seen them. So they're very okay. like, I have nostalgia for them now, like decades later. <laughs> you're you're like, like, oh, they're cool. I miss those bugs. I kind of do. It's called the Camelback Cricket. Oh, th- those are still in, those are in Alabama. Not where I've lived. Okay. Are those like the really big crickets? Yeah, the big like brown the, ones. The big, they oh, have yeah, like yeah, that yeah. weird back on them. Oh, yeah. For those at home, just Google Camelback Cricket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, growing up... Uh, we used to live in my grandmother's house for a while on the lake, and they just like would oh, they're come everywhere, right? Everywhere, and so I lived in the basement. That's where my my bedroom was, and they always come in and the just basement. Steady every day, you saw at least one or two. Just there. <laughs> and we would have all sorts of spray poisons. They were just like drinking it up like it was like an amuse bouche before they were going to eat yeah. their food. You know, they're like whatever. <laughs> Thanks for the raid. <laughs> we put out glue traps. They would get out of them. Sometimes I think there's so many of them they would just crawl over the bodies of other ones. <laughs> But, zombies. Uh, wow. The the one night World War Z. I want to tell this. So yeah, the the facts about this bug, uh, oftentimes called an unknown cricket of uncertain species. Okay. So, like, what? No one's like like I don't know. It's a cricket. They don't. They just don't care enough to research like to determine They're where it belongs. Commonly called the jumping weta, the cave weta, cave crickets, camelback crickets, camel cricket, Hogan's bugs, 
and spider crickets. So I've, I've only heard them referred to as camel crickets. That's it. Same. And apparently some people call them criders or sprickets, which I was like, what? that feels weird. Because I guess like a mix between a spider and a cricket, but that's not. But it's not a spider to cricket. At all. Yeah. Uh, they, they have very large hind legs. They're very drum shape, uh, stick shaped. They have like the big. Uh, they got some it's big a, legs. It's like a uh, grasshopper. Yeah. And they can hop, but they don't really like jump high. They just like spring forward. But there was one night, I think I was in high school, maybe early college, blurs together. Yeah. But like I got up in the middle of the night and I can't remember what for, like used the bathroom or something. And my closet light was on. Mm-hmm. So I had left it on, I guess, before I went to bed. And I went and opened the closet. It was like congregated. In the, the floor. <laughs> yeah. It was a semicircle of about seven of them facing inward. Worshipping the like, light. Yeah. I was gonna yeah, they're just they're summoning the, the oh, cricket demon. It oh, felt like I light. interrupted a meeting or like an AA <laughs> thing for like camelback crickets. And I was like, what is this? And then they all hopped away, you know. Well, see, boing, 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 that's boing, when boing. you cl- slowly close the room. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah I, excuse me. <laughs> and then I had this like, am I dreaming? Or did that happen? And then I opened the, the closet again, and they were just bang, 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 bang bouncing yeah. around like a pinball machine in there. And I was like, okay, they were there. This was normal for crickets But here. what they were doing, there was nothing in the middle of it that I could see. I guess the sacrifice <laughs> had already happened. Who knows? Yeah. Anyways, camelback crickets. That's my bug. <laughs> All right. Not, not a ton of facts, but something out there. There's not a lot known about their of uncertain species. That's so weird. <laughs> right, I mean, Andrew. I could get into the genus and the subfamilies. No, no, no. We don't, we don't really get into that. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, so I am going to stay a little bit on brand here. I'm going to go with a red paper wasp, uh, which uh, is— Why would you choose— Oh, man. No, no, no. Okay, no, no. They're, I have a story, but then okay. I'll get to All the right. story here in a second. Yeah. Uh, so they are basically only here, only here in South and North America. Uh, okay. Generally in the the east. Is this what we like would just southeast. call a red wasp? Yeah, it's just a red wasp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so angry pa- boy. the reason why they call them paper wasps is because they make their nests out of like uh, basically like pulp and it looks and very like different. It looks very yeah. paperlike. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, they these are one of the wasps that do not prey on spiders. Okay. So they prey. So, so they have no function in society. Yeah. What, what use are they? Yeah. They, they kill okay. cicadas and caterpillars. Uh, and they're, they're generally not aggressive unless you step or unless you uh, are near their their nest. I've had a couple of red wasps just be like in the summer, be like, oh, your your car window's open. We'll just come pay you a visit. Oh, like, yeah. No. yeah well, <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, so uh, last summer um, I was stung by one. First time I've ever actually been stung by a, a bee or wasp or wow, anything really? in wow. my life. And I used to live on a farm. That's crazy. That's actually, you got good numbers. Yeah, yeah. I had, yeah. I had a really good run there. Good like run. 30, 35 years. Yeah. But um, so I was walking down the stairs and apparently they decided that they wanted to make a nest under the stairs. Right. And uh, so they they were very upset about that. Sure. And uh, I got stung twice on my arm. And, you know, growing up 35 years of not being stung, I'm like, I don't know what it feels like. Right. I, I found out real fast. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Mm. But, um, man, I killed them with a vengeance very quickly oh, sure. afterwards. I've found too that it depends on where they sting you too. With yeah. How much it hurts. Like I got. Yeah, mine was like right in the meat of the arm. I got hit right in that middle part between your thumb and your finger Ooh. before. That Ooh, really yeah. tender. Yeah. Oh man, that was that's not a, pleasant. That's a soft tissue right there. Uh, so apparently, my friend Brad, who is also a listener, thank you for listening, Brad. Thanks, Brad. He's, he's uh, a patron. He is a patron. Thank you, Brad. Thank Thanks for Brad. your money, Brad. Uh, apparently, love, he was all our patrons. Um, he was going to his computer one day and put mm-hmm. his hand on his mouse, and there was a red wasp on his mouse. What? And then stung him oh, on, in his palm. The, the like, wasp multiple was like, times. "Bro, I'm trying to play Call of Duty <laughs> here. What are you? What's going on?" So at work, my uh, my window 
is very old and at the top of it it'll like slide down uh-huh. and wasps build nests outside oh, and I got stung oh, at work because it crawled up my pant leg Ooh. Yeah, and it got me right on the back of the, uh, like, the calf. Yeah. And I couldn't get it out of my pant leg, and I was freaking out. And uh, everyone at work laughed, and I was like, what if I had been allergic? You guys would be (laughs) cackling over my dead corpse. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, fun fact about wasps. Lauren's old apartment, she used to have an issue with a sliding glass door that didn't close well, and the wasps would crawl in under it. And so while we were recording the Barons cast one time, I got a phone call. Oh, I remember that. Because she had a, a panic attack because there's one in there. So I had to drive, you know, four miles down 280, which is yeah. not pleasant, to, <laughs> to basically kill a wasp and then come back so we can go back to recording the show. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the other things that I found interesting about the wasps mm-hmm. uh, is so for the red wasp, they don't, the, only the females can sting. And they can obviously sting multiple times because they're hmm. a wasp. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, only, only the females do it. What do the males do? I don't know. They, they just, just hang out? They're just lazy. Hang out, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, because, you know, we live in the South. We, they're everywhere all they're the time. Everywhere. They just exist. Yeah. And, like, most of the time, you know, like, if I see one, I, you know, I give it its space. But, um, uh, you know, knowing that they don't kill spiders. Yeah, it makes is, them even more useless. Yeah, I'm like, why are you here? What do you I do? always had this thought in my head of like, well, at least they're killing is. spiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they still may attack spiders, but I know that they don't feed on them, mm. which is, you know, that's the, the classification there is yeah. what it is. Uh, so, Stephen, what, what is your bug? Well, so I, I embraced my inner hippie and I R- chose... Roly-poly? No. Oh. I chose dragonflies. Oh, dragonflies are cool. <laughs> yeah, I love dragonflies. They're, they're What's hippie awesome. about the roly-poly? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was wondering that I was hanging around. Yeah, just, man. He's yeah. being a roly-poly, <laughs> dude. He's rolling down the hill, man. Well, I, I was more thinking of like, you know, the tattoos that, that people get. It'll be a butterfly and then dragonfly is like number two, <laughs> right? Uh, have you guys ever seen anybody with a roly-poly tattoo? I'm just saying, I, I mean, no, like, I, I can't say I have. <laughs> any listener with a roly-poly tattoo, hit us up on Yeah, let me know. Send me a photo. So uh, I didn't realize we were going to get into, like, personal stories about these bugs. But I mean, Do you, do you have a personal story about really. dragonflies? <laughs> I mean, dragonflies are just awesome, right? Could you write a haiku you really know, quick about a dragonfly? No. Get out of here. Go away. Okay. But, like, you see them, you know, around here, any body of water. Yeah. There's just a whole mm-hmm. mess of dragonflies zipping around. Yeah. Uh, but they're really, really cool, and the way they fly— I think they're kind of creepy. Well, they're they're very robot-like in the way they move and hover, because they'll yeah. just stop suddenly and then go up and down and— so they can fly. They're, they're ornithopters. They yes. just they, yeah. They can they're fly. Like the choppers in Dune. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they can fly in every direction, including upside down. That's cool. I didn't That's know they can go down. backwards. I guess up, because down. they have the two wings mm-hmm. or the four wings, so they can like basically create their own hover. Like they're they're Harrier jump jet. It's fine. gravity means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the wings attach directly to the muscle. Hmm. So okay. It's just like a borderline, I guess, exposed muscle right there on their back where the wings connect. It's I don't pretty know. metal. That's, that is that's pretty, pretty metal. Pretty crazy. <laughs> so speaking of pretty metal, so, you know, Lion, King of the Jungle, right? Mm-hmm. Successful in one of five hunts. Okay, yeah. Dragonfly yeah. is successful in nine of ten. Oh, wow. Got him. Yeah. So they base 90% of the time. What, what do they feed on? Uh, they Worms. feed Children's on... fears. <laughs> I mean, if a dragonfly comes straight at you, it is pretty terrifying. It is pretty scary. <laughs> Although they, they, don't, they don't really bite. They don't sting. Uh, but they, they but feed... they do contain the most poison of any animal on earth. Venom, venom, <laughs> yes, venom. Uh, no, just poison. They have like chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> they go, they go home. The little alchemy yeah. set. Uh, flies and mosquitoes is what they predominantly feed on, as well okay. as basically any other insect they can catch. 
Oh, wow. So basically, if I can catch you, I eat you. I need to get some dragonflies near my house. So um, uh, the, that kind of reminds me a little bit of like praying mantis. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Because they, they, like, they got the bug you eyes. Don't really see, yeah, you don't really see them a lot down here. Mm. Like, I, you know, I, I'll probably catch one every couple years, maybe. Well, not catch it, but like we'll see, see one. one. See, yeah. see a praying Because yeah. they're always around. You know they're around. You yeah. just don't see them. And they're really creepy. Yeah, well, they're yeah. also really fast. But so dragonflies are also one of the first insects to evolve the first winged insects to evolve almost 300 million years ago oh wow so wow. they're dinosaurs yeah i mean they were they're, you know, they, they're fossils of them that have two foot wingspan so can you two imagine foot wingspan could you imagine that going along yeah swing by steal, steal a small dog <laughs> that's crazy is that what dogs sound like when they're being attacked by dragonflies? I don't know if that's the dragon. That might be the dragonfly making that I was, noise. I, I, I was picturing the dragonfly, yeah. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs> it takes off. All right. Well, after that fun little uh, interlude about bugs. <laughs> Nobody picked ants. Nobody picked ants. There's a reason for I that. I picked wasps. I was at least semi-topical. You're almost on brand. Yeah. Kind of on brand. I mean, it is on brand. It's in the name. I will say, man, reading through the one-star reviews, there are a lot of people mad about the idea that it's not just an Ant-Man movie. And it's Ant-Man and, and the, wasp. the Wasp. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, She's barely even in the film. I was going to say, I'm see, mad because she wasn't in more of it. See, that's that's what I thought was so weird is people were complaining about, oh, well, you know, she always steals the, the spotlight. And I was like, does she really? Does she? She was like barely in Did the film. Did we watch the same movie? I mean, she was. She definitely had like parts. Sure. But like. We'll, we'll get into it in spoilers. Well, yeah, yeah but, let's, like, uh, let's, so let's jump yeah. right in here. We're going to kick yeah. this off with a summary. This, is, this has a lot of names in it. So Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank, Pan, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. That is the least give anything away <laughs> summary I have found. Yeah. It, it's a very generic. That's the, we have a story description at home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> version. It's like. So uh, this was directed by Peyton Reed, who is known for directing such films as Ant-Man, Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp, and fan favorite, Bring It On. Oh, wow, with, uh, with Kirsten do, Dunst. Right, what a random, I was just scrolling through, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's uh, that's unexpected in there. Did he do 27 dresses? He did like some rom-coms I don't know, for you, a while. You, gotta, you got the internet I'll, right there, you can look I'll it up. Look he it has up. it in the palm of his hand. Yes, now so the score is by, uh, and I'm going to mess this up, because it's. I'm going to pronounce it one way, and it's probably the other way, but Christoph Beck. Beck. I don't care about the last name, it's no. the first name, I'm not sure about. Yeah. Uh, so he has done... So many recognizable things like Hawkeye, the television show. Okay. WandaVision, the television oh, show. Uh, the, one, the music in WandaVision was WandaVision good. WandaVision was good. Yeah. Uh, Free yeah. Guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't remember okay. I don't the music. Remember, I don't remember it, the music. He yeah. also did Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. And okay. Frozen 2. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What like, a pull. So, so he underscored Frozen 2 because clearly like Obviously, he didn't the, do the like the musical the numbers. Musical yeah. numbers. Yeah. Uh, so budget for this was $200 million. Wow. That is really high. That it, is quite a bit it is of money. a lot of VFX in this film. Yeah. There definitely are VFX in this film. There that is correct. There are a lot. Uh, box office, so far, as of recording, so this is after the first opening weekend, Yeah, is $257 million globally. Okay, so it's kind of not made its money back yet. It, it's not there. Yeah, it's made its budget back. It's off to a good start. Yeah. Which, you know, you got you to gotta start well to go anywhere, right? Yeah, that's the hope, the dream. Yeah. I was trying to pull up real quick, but of course, no one else is here to talk. 
Andrew, give me some general thoughts. I got some of Peyton Reed's back uh, movies if we want. Any of oh, that. Go, yeah, fill us in. Give me some. Yeah, so it was ba- he did Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Okay. Uh, the Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Down with Love with like Renee Zellweger. And so a lot else. of rom coms. Not a ton, like a few of them. Bring It On, obviously. So Bring It On wasn't a rom com though. No, but like, uh, well, I was <laughs> yeah, just mentioning. I went, no, I was <laughs> other other than that, it's TV. Yeah, after yeah that. Gotcha. it's pretty much like TV shows. So, I mean, I thought this film was fine um, with a capital F. Wow. So, <laughs> like for, a for perspective. you or like a <laughs> <laughs> so, so, for perspective, domestically, mm-hmm. it made over $120 million. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the first Ant-Man opening weekend was $57 million. Mm-hmm. And then the second Ant-Man was $75 million. And So, we have moved up. That's all. That's just yeah. domestic. Yeah. And... Like you know, it's it's definitely one of those things where Ant Man I'll say is like a I don't I don't know anything about comics, so this just complete conjecture and probably yeah. terribly wrong. But he seems like a C lister. Brian, correct him. Uh, okay, it, kind of, but yeah. not like Ant Man is one of those characters. He's just like Thor and Iron Man. Honestly, like back in the '60s, they were the thing. Yeah, '70s they kind of waned a little bit. Yeah, '80s. People weren't well, reading Ant Man well, well, that once, much. Once like the eight, the like once the X Men and Spider Man, yeah. yeah. like, you know, that was your like prime boys in like yeah. the nineties, gotcha. you know. And then like there's been again a with, resurgence once Disney bought you know Marvel and they had the rights to they didn't have the rights to the X Men movies or well, really before Disney like when Marvel Studios became a thing, yeah, and they had the rights to you know Every, Iron Man yeah. and Thor, mm-hmm. they were like these are the movies we're gonna do. Now their comic books are popping off and people are, you know, because yeah. they're the best, best known characters again. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's been kind of a shift. But Ant-Man, to my knowledge, to me and the people that I hang out with that read comics, was never been like, man, I love some Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant-Man always like showed up and stuff well, I he's, read. he's just kind of like a weird hero. Yeah. He was like, never like, I never read an Ant-Man comic. It would just yeah. be, he would be in an Avengers be, issue. In, yeah. yeah, in the yeah. Avengers. He has one of those abilities that isn't... Uh, it, it doesn't just work in all situations. Yeah, but in the situations it does work in, it's, it's very, it's very perfect. Good. Yeah. Right, but it, yeah. it, there's never a moment where you're just like, man, if only we had someone around who could get really small. Well, and I could be wrong, again, because I'm admittedly pretty ignorant on Ant-Man himself, but I don't think his characterization in the comics originally was, like, as funny as Paul Rudd's portrayal oh, really? is. He's like the, oh, the dark, is, gritty. Yeah. <laughs> the dark, dark and grittier. Yeah. But, like, I know there was, like, the, the, well, the Ultimates run that happened in the early aughts where they remixed like, a bunch of original stuff. original Ant-Man, like, one of his actual core abilities was talking to ants? Yes. Yeah, he yeah. had, like, antennas on his... Um, yeah, yeah. I do, I do his, know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think this. So film, he's kind of like the Aquaman. Well, it was of very Marvel. much in the '60s, you know, when, <laughs> when they were coming up with powers for people. It was like, yeah, Aquaman can talk to fish, and like that's how they get out of hijinks. You he know? can talk so, to, to ants. Ant Man can talk every, to ants, and every storyline revolves around something that can be solved by ants. Well, and admittedly, ants could probably do pretty good recon for you, sneak I mean, in somewhere, you, no, tell you what's going on. If you throw on, enough yeah. ants at a problem, you can solve a lot <laughs> I mean, of problems. That is true. Like, Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> so there, there. I can't remember. It was like some B movie from like the '50s or '60s. Mm-hmm. Where like they these people go on like some expedition in Af- Africa and then um, they're basically running away from like killer fire ants for like the whole film yeah. and like what? they'll like go over I the person and then this. like eat the person as they're going over it and oh, like, yes. you it's know, like a, it's like, like a, moving, like a, a moving carpet yeah yeah, yeah. and it, like yeah. leaves like a like a dead husk of a person there's like a skeleton behind or whatever. yeah that's just yeah. what I think of whenever I think of like lots of ants solving a problem I mean that, that, <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> 
devouring of, a person in death. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> They're like piranhas of the land. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is. Uh, but you know, going on, going to back to A three. Oh god, or no, three no, three man no, ant. No, stop. Three three man ant. Is it a band now? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, TMTM, get that one written down to copyrighted. Uh, three man ant. <laughs> but yeah, the the film is fine. Um, I think that there is. A lot of basically all of my problems that come with like the story and kind of like the things that happen in the film mm-hmm. are basically all problems that have already existed and that will continue to exist. They're, they're just in Marvel, Marvel in the MCU. Yeah, I disagree highly with that statement. I think, well, okay, give us some just, thoughts. Just, right? just give us some thoughts, right? So thoughts generally. I did not care for this movie. Um, it was not bad. It was just aggressively fine. And like, average. Such a capital F. In every way. Yeah. It was very <laughs> like, yeah. But like to me, like there is so many things missing from this that I miss from Marvel movies that they didn't have in here. That I was like, what are y'all doing? It's like the formula, but it, it's almost like somebody's copying someone's homework is what it felt like to well, me. Well, it's, it's the telephone version of the formula. Once right. you get de- further, yeah. far enough down the line, the formula isn't the same it's yeah. this new coke now instead of classic right. coke and so it's like I, th- I feel like just saying that like it's the same problem that all marvel movies have is, is a little too reductive i, I, tend I think to it's agree like, with andrew more than you right now well but <laughs> that would be like me being like you know cowboy bebop and dragon ball z and bochi the rock it's just people screaming anime is weird it's like no there's definitely marvel films that like do different stuff and go places that this movie did not go well, this movie played it very safe and even the humor didn't hit like some stuff like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie or... So I was going to say, I feel you know, like when the first Guardians hit, yeah, that was kind of the moment where a lot of what I would call the Marvel formula crystallized because they were like, we can pitch anything yeah. so long as we follow this formula and it's going to work. It, so They the, learned the wrong lessons from it, I think is the problem with a, a the Guardians. Well, yeah. so the problem with that is, and, and we kind of had this, uh, this conversation in our Andor episode mm-hmm. uh, when we were reviewing it is... Whenever you have like, so I'll say Guardians was kind of like that crystallization so of the a formula, moment. and and people like genuinely recepted it because it was funny. It had some really had some good action in it. It, it. Yeah. worked it, because it was it was a very different cast of characters. It was, and it was a very different just the way that they hit story beats. Yeah, yeah, the, which the, is great when the, it's different. The problem with that is is that whenever you try and recreate that, uh-huh. yeah, you you can't get that that initial reaction back because everyone already knows what's coming. Right, it's it turns into more of a commodity than something that's special, basically. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of my so back to this movie, yeah. right? To to loop it back to uh, Three Man Ant. Um, ah, stop, please. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's catching on. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I was like a fugue state. I don't even remember saying. <laughs> do not, do not make this a thing. <laughs> so, uh, I've never been a huge fan of the Ant Man movies, just because I, I liked the first one quite a bit. I thought it was. A lot I'm of fun. very salty about the first one specifically. Oh because wow! Wow. Edgar, what? Edgar Wright wrote a script for Ant-Man and had he it did, for yes. 15 years. Uh, he had been trying to get it made for and they like... just didn't want it. Well, he'd been sitting on it. Maybe it's like 10 years. I'm yeah. like misquoting here a little bit. A long time. Some amount of time, yeah. So he worked with Marvel. They was like, cool, you can do Ant-Man. He's all about it, right? Yeah. Does all the pre-production and then starts to get into a fight with studio heads about forcing in certain scenes that basically tie it into the rest of everything else. Specifically, one of them was the scene that the Falcon shows up in. Oh, yeah. just, remember how it felt like this unnecessary like side scene yeah. of like, what is this? Why are we over here? Like, Yeah, he, he very much so wanted it to be a standalone yeah. film. And so the head of Marvel Studios at the time, 
is also the same guy that when they said we should do a Black Widow movie back like before Thor two, uh-huh. they were like, no, 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 which is no. insane. Oh, he was so, that idiot. Yeah, okay. he, he was that guy. I can't remember his name. I, I'll look it up. But like, he got rid of uh, Edgar Wright. They brought in Peyton Reed. Yeah, and then. The problem I had with the first Ant Man is you can see the DNA that happened uh, from, from Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright yeah, yeah. With, like think of like Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, right? With the like the the quippy back yeah. and forth, people mm-hmm. telling stories about things happening, right? Yeah. But the execution wasn't there. It was somebody doing an impersonation, uh, yeah. basically, right. of what could have been and what was literally my most looked forward to Marvel movie at the time when Edgar Wright was attached to it. Well, I mean, Edgar Wright's a fantastic director. Great, great right. director. So yeah. I went from being like way hyped for Ant-Man 1 to being like, I may not, I may boycott this film forever. You yeah. know, like, they got rid of my guy. But instead, what happened is we got the Peyton Reed version of Ant-Man that's, like, fine. Second Ant-Man, I liked it okay. I don't remember a lot about it. Well, because that came out in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. And yes. they were like, this is the tie-in. It's like, that's not not but really. It, I remember, just I kind remember of exists. coming out of the theater being, like, let down that there wasn't more of a tie-in. Yeah. Because, like, after Infinity War, you're so, like, I can't wait to see what happens. I need to know something. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And then you get to Ant-Man 2, and it's like, oh, okay, so you're just telling, like, your a, own a story. little yeah, story yeah. here to bring back to uh, Three-Man Ant. I feel like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> The best Ant-Man stories are the smaller stories. Yeah. But, you know, not just because he shrinks. Ha, 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 yeah. But because it's more personal, it's more his style of yeah. character to me. It and is. it's like, when you get into this big, sprawling like stuff, overarching. I feel like it's too big for just Ant-Man. And like, so with this movie, I feel like... But Ant-Man can also become big. He can. Hey-o. So this movie, I think, was fine. It the, To me, it's like three pieces. There's like the first chunk of the movie. It's like thirds is one style of movie. The middle section is a different style of movie, and then the end is a hot mess. And I liked each section less as the movie went along, basically. I, I, so one thing, you know, we've we've kind of dogged it a little bit, and then yeah. I'll let Stephen talk. But I actually like the costume design mm-hmm. for everyone that was in the quantum realm. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like, I mean, like the, the you know their super suits the, or whatever are fine. Na- well, but like but, the natives. Yeah, yeah. Of... Like like everyone that was like in the like the quantum universe was yeah. fantastic. Like their character designs and everything were phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought some of the, like, the, um, especially, like, Kang's suit oh, is yeah. very accurate yeah. to the comics, which is always fun when they are able to make something from, like, the 60s look, yeah. like, <laughs> cool on screen now and not look cheesy. Well, yeah. so. it was funny seeing his face at first because I was like, are those... Like Scars? tear lines? Has he right. been crying? I was like, no, those are permanent. Jonathan Majors cries a lot in this. Apparently, film, yeah. all day. And then, like, look <laughs> at like, well, this crying. is, this is kind secret. of like what Kang used to look like. And then his helmet closed, and it, it turns blue. Is like, oh, okay, yeah. There's that's Kang. That's yeah. Kang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went into this movie having not seen either of the preceding Ant Man movies. Wow. <laughs> I I was entertained. Yeah. I liked it. I, I I'm not here to tell you that it was high quality cinema. But I think coming off of kind of what Thor Love and Thunder was, where it was had a fairly serious topic that was handled very poorly, lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Black Panther, where you have, again, a very serious topic, which was handled much better. Yeah. To yeah. this, where the topic in, in universe, the topic is very serious, but like as a reflection of, of just real life, it's not like there's nothing about the quantum universe that's particularly serious to me at this moment, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I felt like they got to be a little lighter with it and have a little more fun. Yeah. Sometimes maybe a little too much fun. <laughs> and we'll we'll get into that in spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but also, I honestly, we got a, a couple of 
actually, I shouldn't even say a couple. A lot of pretty good performances from people on screen. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think so. And I, I watching the film, I kind of felt bad for them because I can't imagine how much green they stared at. <sighs> did they use like, the volume at all? I don't think they did. Okay. There was a couple of shots that looked like they there, might have. There may have, have been a they, couple they, shots they, that they did. They may have, but there yeah. are also a lot of like moving and action sequences that look much larger than. Yeah, well, and, and there sure. are definitely some. There are definitely some poor green screening. Yeah. Bits here and there. Uh, I've seen online that some people are very upset with the visual, like the VFX for the the film, which I actually didn't really find any I major issues my, with. My major I don't issue, understand that complaint either. So I, I think the the design of like the quantum realm looked really oh, cool. Oh, the art art design I thought that was phenomenal. Cool. Uh, so I think I, it's the CG of one character specifically that I think was absolute uh, yeah. trash. Well, you know, so yeah. I, I will say uh, this is an article from 2021, May of 2021, okay. that Ant-Man and the Wasp would use the Mandalorian's volume technology for production. Oh. But I don't feel like if they did, it was on a very large uh, yeah, scale. Yeah. I never felt like. There's a couple of shots where I feel like, it, it, okay, so my other complaint that we'll get into further in uh, <laughs> spoilers. spectacle and yeah. after spoilers is like. The shaky cam. They brought back there a lot of shaky, of shaky cam, cam moments. Yeah, there was that a yeah. decent amount of shaky cam. Yeah. Because I feel like with as wild and as complex as the quantum realm CG backdrops are, they're so complicated and like everything's got yeah, little fibers. A on, yeah. When you add shaky cam to it, it's like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Like, so it's possible yeah. because there have been, I've seen several articles talking about, again, there's been kind of the Marvel crunch with VFX artist groups right. where they're kind of running through uh, units that will either actually work with them or that it can actually take the time or deal with the headache that is Marvel. Yeah. And I've seen some articles kind of highlighting, hey, you know, the VFX suffered some because this wasn't, you know, uh, Black Panther got the A-team. Yeah. And Ant-Man got kind of the lesser crews Mm -hmm. that they could get. But honestly, I didn't see a lot for, again, given that like 80% of what was on screen at any given moment was, was CGI. I didn't see a lot where I could be like, ooh, that was, ooh, that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, anyone complaining wholesale about him, I think is just. Yeah. There, there are a couple of moments, but yeah. it wasn't just, especially like some of the backgrounds looked really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my other thing too, just from uh, kind of a concept of the quantum realm, right? Uh-huh. I wish they had done more with it to make it unique in that like. It, to me, it just felt like any planet they could have visited in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah. so the thing that you know. this is kind of one of the things I was talking about earlier with like the issue that happens a lot with Marvel films hmm. is whenever they go to multiverse or a, a whole new oh, planet yeah, or like whatever, Doctor Strange. it's just it, a it's, little bit. It, all it is is just an analog for humans in a weird area. Yeah, right? like, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. definitely going to be aliens yeah. and that kind of stuff. That's totally fine. And again, their costumes and stuff are really good. But at the end of the day, it's still just breathable layers so they can take off their helmets so you can see the actor's so, faces. So they can emote, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it, it's those kind of things to where like whenever you're watching this, it's like, you know, guys, like we're in the quantum realm, the like the multiverse, whatever. Make it interesting instead yeah. of just a yeah. human analog. Well, and even just vi- like like Thor, Love and Thunder, when they go on the moon and it's like all almost black and white yeah, and dark, yeah. it looks cool. And there are some like mechanical things like gravity-wise yeah. that change. That's, I guess, the thing I was missing from from a lot of the quantum realm, and we'll get more into it in spoilers, was just I, I didn't feel like there was anything about the quantum realm that had any kind of like, Uniqueness. oh, well, this only happens down here. Or yeah. now that we're down I here, it works like this. more yeah. set up going into it of that there are quirks within it, you know, yeah. whether, whether it's kind of like, you know, the moon, you have some reduced gravity or 
you know, a trick with the pin particles that isn't possible in the normal universe is like, like, like doable uh, here. Like do know. a um, uh, like portal style, you know, like something kind of funky like, and weird that you different. can only yeah. do it here to make it unique to that area. Or, or, right. or that's, yeah. that's, that lets you where it's not just a – because we're trying to – you're getting away from, you know, the, the Thor realm where it's just power scaling. Let's give us something that's asymmetric. Where it's you could be clever with it yeah. to solve the problems, and so because again, it's Ant Man. Yeah. At the end of the day, he can get big, but he's not going to stand there and go toe to toe punching gods. You know, like yeah. it's just the, he's just the nature dude of the character. In a suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it would have been fun to have had something like that built into the idea because we have you know all the big players, the names associated with the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah. Pym and Janet uh, Van Dyne. Janet Van Dyne. And, yeah, right. Like, yeah. like, give me some quirks. Give me some tricks out of this. Well, and, the other thing too, like to to kind of touch on the punching gods comment is like that's to a degree I think the problem with the movie in a spoiler free sense is that I think Kang the Conqueror is the right villain for the MCU's next phase. Yes, I think he was the wrong villain for an Ant Man movie. Uh, we're gonna get into that in the spoiler because yeah. I've got I've got comments there. That's just my general like take for for people but, before we hit the spoiler walls. Like to me, I I, I love. You know, uh, Jonathan Major's performance. Yeah, he killed it. Um, I think I think he's a great for what he was given for the character for for what was you know like on the page or whatever. He did great. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like to me that that was another thing that didn't fit. Is it like it it felt to me like there was a better way to introduce his villain that could have probably been better in a different movie because this movie feels so it feels like this was an attempt to kind of prop up Ant Man. A little bit of, yeah. of well, maybe not as many people will go out to see it. But if the big bad of Phase Five is in it, hey, hey, then, yeah, there we know. go, yeah. Well, but to your point of like how it seems like the you know the B and C squad may have been working on this movie. A mm-hmm. lot of it felt like it didn't have that same level of TLC, like something that I would assume would have if you were introducing your next big bad guy yeah. in the MCU in yeah. a movie, you know, for Which the first it's, time. It's a weird, that's a weird cross there too, where it's like, hey, we're, we're, we're really diving, you know, kind of deep in on our big bad. So anyways, we're going to let the B team handle that. Yeah. Uh, a team, I want you designing me an ironclad for the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so yeah. I think the, the bigger problem though, with, and this is just more, mostly an MCU problem mm-hmm. is at this point, you're getting into so much required homework and viewing to be able to understand mm-hmm. kind of like where a lot of this stuff is going. Now, I, I will say from the perspective of someone who has not seen the other you two Ant-Man it. films, they did a great job of giving you what backstory you needed to make the story at least sound plausible, right? Yeah. It makes sense well, to what's and, going on. And, yeah. uh, so I was actually going to kind of extend the olive branch there. Is like this film, you know, a lot of the other ones felt like you had to be right. in on a lot of the stuff. This one yeah. actually did feel like, a, a, I'll say, an, a decent jumping off point for someone that hasn't kept up with every single film Yeah, to have an understanding of like where kind of stuff is going to be going I mean, you, by you the end of You could have skipped I can see that, all yeah. of phase four and you would be totally fine walking into this movie. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. For, for the meme of, oh, MCU required reading. Yeah. Uh, this was incredibly light on that. It, and it I, was. Yeah. I, I, was I, I will, again, I'll, I'll add to your olive branch here. We'll make it an olive tree. Uh, <laughs> in terms growing. of Yeah, it gets bigger. <laughs> it's just in terms of from a storytelling perspective and from like how it fits in. Because this is the 31st MCU Woo. film. Mm-hmm. Baskin <laughs> Robbins loved that, let me tell you. <laughs> Since they have the 31 flavors. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it felt like they did a, a very good job where if this is your first Marvel film, you could almost just walk in and just be like, there's a few things in the background that happened surrounding, you know, the snap yeah. and everyone coming back that gets referenced early. 
most part, you don't need much of MCU knowledge yeah. to watch this film. Yeah. Welcome back. Did listening to this episode give you ants in your pants to find more great content? Oh, no. (laughs) Go to spoilersintendedpodcast.com. Oh, get some help, Ryan, please. I will. Stop. But I got ants in my pants for more content. (laughs) It's gross. Please get them out. This is terrible. (laughs) So we have a Discord. (laughs) I'll get to that. There's links to that on the website, spoilersintendedpodcast.com. (laughs) Spoilersintendedpodcast.com. That's right. Stop, please. Oh, my gosh. Lots of previous episodes. We got lots of fun stuff on there. We got links to everything. Discord included. Andrew, what's on our Discord? So our Discord includes um, what we're listening to today or tomorrow or next year. Anything ant-related on there? Maybe Currently I could make no. an own ant channel. Please no. Ooh. <laughs> there is Three a spoiler. I'll make channel. a bug channel. There is a spoiler thread to discuss Ant-Man 3. There is. Not, yes. not necessarily this episode, but also just the movie as general. Yeah, uh, but even on top of that, we do have a lot of fun on the Discord. We have uh, channels for hobbies, you know, kind of what we mm-hmm. what you're working on models cross-stitching you know all sorts of fun stuff baking cooking yeah yeah i mean we we, yeah. we discuss a whole lot of stuff that has nothing to do with uh movies or television shows yeah or it's just a fun just the place to hang out online yeah. yeah as the old people say we also speaking of the old people and uh, we also have <laughs> socials transition just two we're on all the twitter just no we're not on twitter <laughs> we have just the two facebook and instagram if you want to check it out give us a follow we post up there every week what we're watching so you can kind of keep up with the show in terms of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then you know, give us a like, give us a share, leave a comment on there. Let us know you're out there. Yeah, and just don't tell us you have ants in your pants. That's just Please weird. don't comment that. Send anywhere. them directly to me. Any comments about the ant? Because I got to figure this out. You're going to get some really weird messages. Oh, hey, man, man, what's the internet for if not for that? <laughs> Alrighty, we are back. We have built a spoiler wall out of ants <laughs> that are not in Ryan's pants. We they didn't touch not. those. We're leaving those yeah. alone. Those can stay right over there. <laughs> I got plenty of ants here. Put no, them no, in the wall. No, 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 one's, on. touching, no one's touching those ants. <laughs> so in case you don't have, haven't gotten the message here, it is all spoilers all the time. And we're mm-hmm. going to kick it off with a little trivia. For, for three-man ant. And I do mean a little trivia because there wasn't a ton out there. Oh, well, I mean, it's a brand new film. They I, shrunk I, the trivia, too. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first Ant-Man movie not co-written by Paul Rudd. Oh, interesting. Mm. I didn't realize I didn't that. know that he co-wrote the other one. No. I feel like the, the jokes hit a little better in the other ones, so I wonder if that's like... I, that's I, probably I wonder where, if yeah. there is a bit of a factor in that, yeah. I, yeah. I actually like Paul Rudd as an actor. Oh, just, I love Paul I love, Rudd. I love yeah. Paul Rudd, yeah. Like, he seems like a very genuine guy. Who doesn't like Paul Rudd? Honestly. Like, come on, the guy's great. <laughs> this is the second trilogy in the MCU to have the same director for all three films. Mm. Uh, Spider-Man trilogy had John Watts. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's it. I, you know, it, it's Which really... Which is kind of crazy when you think about it, It honestly. is, yeah. Uh, it is kind of weird, though, like, because when whenever people say, like, the Spider-Man trilogy, right? It's hard. You're like, Wait, I, which one? I, well, one, that. But then I also don't, like, I don't consider those, the Spider-Man films with Tom Holland to be, a like, trilogy. a trilogy. Well, because they're, they're almost, he's not always the main they, character. Well, they're intrinsically like, tied to the MCU. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. so inserted into different parts of the MCU. It doesn't feel like a complete story. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, continue. But not that the Ant-Man story is really go your one to two to three. They well, but you do have a pretty decent tie-in, at least with his daughter, throughout all three. Oh, uh, that's There's okay, through that's lines, fair. but there's through lines in the Spider-Man yeah. movies, too. I think that Ant-Man's also... It's just Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, so this is Bill Murray's third comic book role. Third? Right. I'm thinking really hard right okay, now. Okay, so obviously we have this one. 
comic if you get role. any if you get either of the other two i'll be impressed for one and just absolutely flabbergasted for howard the, the duck no get out okay <laughs> my mind is like a roll that's a good i like that i like that attempt, I, that, was, that was the deepest that was cut a good I could shot think of. That you was, gave it yeah. a good effort I, I yeah i don't know uh, all right are you ready are you ready for well, the first yeah go ahead i got five, nothing right, four i got nothing three go ahead and call the buzzer don't even bother too right. <laughs> so so his second comic appearance is the voice of garfield in the Garfield movie. Oh, okay. that doesn't Comic count. strip is... Okay, what's the first? The deepest cut here is he was the voice of Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, in a 1975 radio show. Whoa. Oh, okay. Whoa. All right. So, so that's again, like super, super deep. I, I told you, here. if you get either All of these, I would be All people that listen to it, I'm sure, had a blast. It's I, 1975. I people Howard listen to radio. <laughs> I was like, meatballs? No. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooged? No. Groundhog Day? I actually no. liked him in this. Like, it didn't feel like he was didn't. actually phoning in the performance. I no, yeah, compared but... to a lot of Bill Murray appearances and <laughs> right. stuff where it's like he just gave him some cash and he showed up. We, we, we <laughs> talked about that in our Ghostbusters episodes. Yeah. It did feel unnecessary, though, of like, why is this guy Bill Murray? This could have been anybody. It could have, been, it could have literally <laughs> but, been anybody. Yeah. But it, it added more fun to the scene, I think, yeah. because sure. it's just Bill Murray. Because it's just Bill Murray being <laughs> Bill Murray. So I, I mentioned it before the break, but this is yeah. the 31st film in the MCU, Baskin mm. Robbins Rejoices. I actually, until the what, Ant-Man... Were they like... a like, were they a sponsor before this? I mean, he he like, worked at Baskin Robbins. Scott Lang worked at Baskin Robbins. He worked at Baskin Robbins. Yeah, which again, the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. First one. Okay. Before the first one came out, because the the only Baskin Robbins within driving distance that I know of had closed here like years ago. Yeah. yeah. And so it came out. I was like, oh, they're not out of business. <laughs> they exist somewhere else. <laughs> it's so crazy when those like chains that don't exist near you, and then you see them, you're like, oh. But that's like, still a thing. Like A&W. Like. Right. <laughs> I, miss, I miss the only A&W yeah. that used to be around here, honestly. Love me some root beer. I don't think I've ever eaten at an actual Baskin-Robbins I'm Burgers before. were actually... Oh, the Baskin-Robbins. Oh, the Baskin-Robbins. Yeah. Oh, man. We used, to go, we used to go there all the time because <laughs> it was just right here on 31. Oh. Anyways. The biggest thing was always they had a lot of flavors compared yeah. to like back in the day when you had like four. You want yeah, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. vanilla, or this thing? Or, you, yeah. or do you want <laughs> or chocolate, <Superman>. vanilla, swirl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, final piece of trivia: the Council of Kings, in credits, like in uh, shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is a shot-for-shot recreation of their first panel in the comics. Yeah, I was, was going to say, like, I have actually it, seen that. And you could, it feels like a comic book. It, it really does. It kind of did have you that could, feel. You could feel it, yeah. the '60s in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could feel the '60s. <laughs> the Council of Kings. It's right there in the title, you know. Uh, which I get that I didn't mind that bit. Um, just at the end, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I am getting kind of tired of having to stick or like, okay, I don't mind sitting through credits because yeah. you sit through I, credits normally. Yeah. If, if yeah. I, if I worked on a film, I would want someone else to go sit see through your the credits so they can yeah. see my name. Yeah. That's totally fine. I don't like being forced to sit there, even though I will anyways, it's really on the so sense it, of like, someone holding gonna you do down? <laughs> just don't make it sound like homework. Yeah. yeah. Like well, for me, it, it's more of like the I get excited to stick around afterwards. To see what it is. But when it's something that lets me down and I'm like, that's it? I'm well, always like three upset. Seconds. I actually really liked the Loki tie-in at the end, which mm-hmm. I was really excited for because yeah. I, I loved Loki. The well, TV show. Also because I that, thought it was pretty that happened and I was like, oh yeah, there will be a season two of that. Sweet. I like yep. that show. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited. My problem to with see... the Loki show is just it was inconsistent. I feel like there were some episodes that were really, really good and others that were like, Fine. okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's. 
A lot of the Marvel happens. shows are like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. the first, like, four episodes of WandaVision were, like, almost perfect. And then you then get it, into, it, it, then it, it turns into a Marvel uneven. film. Yeah. yeah. Marvel it, when, TV it, show. when WandaVision kicked off, which we're way off, way afield at this moment. <laughs> yeah. But when it kicked off as, like, an homage of each decade of oh, sitcoms. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so Man, good, this yeah. is such a good, good concept and well executed. Yeah. And then yeah. it turned into Marvel. But Marvel. it did, like, it had to get out of that eventually. It did. the crux of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, back to the plot. Yeah, back to the plot. Ant-Man 3, mm-hmm. Quantumania. That's yeah. a dumb name. Where it is a dumb name. <laughs> it's kind of like... I mean, we have okay. Multiverse of Madness. We've had some dumb names lately. Well, no, but this one's really dumb because of the Quantumania. Well, like, I feel like, again, if it had been written a little better, they could have made fun of something. Yeah, well, like, to yeah, make, yeah. Like, if, know. like, um, Scott Lang would have, like, wow, this is, like, Quantumania, you know, like yeah. something totally and ridiculous. Like, That's not gonna happen. Or, yeah. We're not gonna keep or, saying or, it. Or like <laughs> Scott is like, well, once you get this far down to the quantum realm, it's kind of like a mania. And, and Pim in the background is like, I don't call it that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to the end, and Kang's like, what do you have? Some kind of quantum mania? And he's like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I'm writing a better movie for them right now. <laughs> it's right there, y'all. God, I can't even imagine Jonathan Majors saying that unironically. How, how some sort of quantum How, how could you possibly yes. think you could defeat me? What are you, suffering from some sort of quantum mania? Yes, he said it! Yes, Kang! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's yes. uh, let's get into some spectacle. Spectacle! Ryan? I'll go first. Uh, so I, I really liked the design of the quantum realm. I thought the, the yeah. CG and like just the, the art direction, I guess, looked good. The only... Thing that was kind of weird about it was it felt like there was a ceiling on everything. It, it, it did kind <laughs> of like, had this feel like we're in a big, big room instead of it being like a expansive uh, yeah. thing. Uh, but I, th- yeah, I like, think because most scenes were, I won't say they're dark, but they're like more muted. They are. Yeah. It definitely gave the impression of we're in a big building and there's like the overhead <laughs> lights aren't really working. So it's just whatever filters through like skylights yeah. or something. It yeah. kind of had that vibe too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked a lot of the the character designs and costumes like we said earlier. I yeah, thought that stuff was pretty fantastic. was really good. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the quotation mark Star Wars cantina scene was really cool. It was really cool. It, a lot, it a lot did of good practical. Kind of feel um, like are we just ripping off the Star Wars cantina scene a little I don't bit? Care. I yeah. mean, like, I mean, it's just ingrained in pop culture. Let them rip it sure. off. But they like own it. visually, I, I again, I, I feel like uh, a lot of this stuff was was wild looking. A lot of the characters were. Mm-hmm. I just wish there had been, um, I guess, that was, I guess, another problem is it just felt very surface level, a lot of it. Like, the visual stuff was, like, cool to look at, but none of it was, like... It wasn't, like, a functional universe. Well, it's not like yeah. Avatar where you have the, the really cool plants and you touch it and then it, right. like, it, it yeah. closes up on you or whatever. There was no, like, yeah. outside of drinking goop to, like, you speak to, you know, so, the quantum people. I, I gotta say right there, yeah. from a world-building perspective, mm-hmm. while however the goop works is whatever, but I appreciate that they just did that as opposed to just being like, Get it out of the down way. here, everyone speaks the universal language. English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so, I, I, I did enjoy that little bit. The only the only thing visually and spectacle wise really that, that annoyed me was again the shaky camera. A lot of the shaky cam. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Stop yeah. it. And there was definitely a couple of shots where they're running and it fighting in shaky cam that I'm pretty sure they filmed on the volume. Yeah, when when his daughter was running yeah. at yes. small for the first time, I was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that and then I, I did not like what they did to Modoc. Like I'm not a big Modoc fan. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> Nobody's like Modoc's my guy. But, but I don't know. We we have a friend oh, Zeke, really? uh, who loves Modoc. <laughs> he's a big Modoc fan. Big Modoc fan. Wow, they exist. Okay. 
Anyways, yeah, I, I did not like the way that they handled the just specifically the CG for that. It just looked like they stretched out like that actor. They, they, um, that was kind of the whole point. In order to make his it face didn't look fit good, that though. curve, it was a little awkward. Like, it was like they smashed his face up against a pane of glass. Yeah, so or something. Yeah. So what I was expecting, just because I knew, like I've never seen Modok in any like comics. I don't read comics, but mm-hmm. I, like I know what he looks like. Right, he was right. in the old Iron Man cartoon. Uh, Did you ever watch that one no. in the '90s when Spider Man was on? Mo- doesn't no. Modok have like his own cartoon like right now? He did on Hulu. It was a claymation show. Yeah, and he's uh, played by Patton Oswalt. So yeah. whenever I think of um, him, I think of the dude from. Um, uh, the brain in um, the dude's stomach from Teenage Mutant Crank, Turtles. Crank, Crank, okay. Crank. And, but so whenever I think of that, I also think of Futurama where they just have like the heads in the jars. In the jars, yeah. And that's what I was expecting. And then whenever like he, you know, his little faceplate popped, I was like, oh, oh, here we are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah. They, they hit you with that, like right in your face. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was weird, but I don't think it really bothered me because it was already just weird anyways. You're, we were already... Honestly, at that point, we are in a really weird area. Yeah. Just get weird with it. Let's be, let's be weird. Yeah. And let's have normal people just be like, oh, God. Yeah. My, my thing wasn't that it looked weird. It was that the CG didn't look good to me. That's fair. I get what they were going for. Yeah. I think they didn't nail it. That's my, well, my take. His, um, whenever he had like his little faceplate down, that's always what looked weird to me. Okay. I yeah. see. I thought that looked good. That looked I, fine. I thought they handled okay. like the, yeah. the metallic of that really well. Okay. Yeah. Like that just that's like fair. another CG yeah. element to me. It's when you could see his... Face that Stretched was like, face, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't. <laughs> Although like this. I, I did like the way they played with it, where like Scott was like, "Oh," and he's like, "What does it look bad?" He's like, "No, it's uh, you're, no, you look good, right?" <laughs> like they they had good play with it. I had yeah. another layer of laughing because I was laughing at how bad the CG looked. <laughs> I pictured he was talking about that. Like, well, I would love to know what. Paul Rudd actually saw when those scenes were filmed. Like, what, what visual... <laughs> right. They have, like, a big printout of Darren's yeah, face. <laughs> yeah. just like Dude, this. just holding, like, a, car, like a cardboard or cutout. Maybe he was, like, behind one of those magnifying glasses where it, like, you know, like a funhouse oh, mirror. Yeah, that, that yeah. distorts yeah. it so you I, can see something. I would love to see some behind the scenes there where... Because, you know, they put stuff where, like, uh, Josh Brolin had the, the stick on his back that indicated where Thanos' eye level actually is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the actors look in the correct place instead of just staring at, like, Thanos' stomach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I do wonder how they handled that, but it would be funny if it was, like, just the, the actor with a giant magnifying glass. Like, how do you just not laugh when you're on these sets? Right. For for ju- uh, how absurd some of these, like, situations that well, these well, actors course, have to, like, get into. We also have, you know, going back to uh, a, a not good film series, The Hobbit. Yeah. Where you have Ian McKellen mm-hmm. breaking down on set because he's just like, this isn't what I, this isn't why I want to act. I don't want to just talk to a green boxes. Right. I, I mean, yeah. and, and this is no um, defense for the, the working, um, uh, production for The Hobbit, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I mean, Ian McKellen is a traditional theater actor. He's a stage actor, yeah. yeah. And, like, he thrives off of that kind of interaction. Yeah. So I would, I, like, I completely understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. One, it's just, it feels very impersonal and awful, but then yeah. especially going from the, um, the full production of Lord of the Rings, where there was obviously green screen and that kind of stuff. But there was but, a lot of practical. There was yeah. a lot of practical where this, they were on under such a gun for production because they were basically, uh, Lord of the Rings had like three years worth of pre-production. This only had two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're getting, <laughs> I, and sorry, back, I'm getting in the weeds. And but back to wand- three minutes. wandering. What did you two think field. about the spectacle? Uh, so honestly, I think, again, we, we just saw Avatar 2 Underwater mm-hmm. Boogaloo not that long ago. Yeah. Like the gold standard of, hey, this screen you look at is 90% CG and it all looks good. Yeah. Right. 
And honestly, again, given that this is, you know, probably not Marvel's A-team VFX working on this, mm-hmm. it held up pretty well yeah. for the most part throughout. And I liked, again, like you all have already said, the costume designs, a lot of the, the kind of your alien creature designs, especially the bit when they first land and it's Scott and Cassie. Cassie, mm-hmm. yeah. And like the, the paramecium or whatever yeah. rises up. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, because at the moment I was like, oh, if that's like the big threats down here, it's just like, microscopic creature. And right. that's not really what you got later on. But in the moment, I was like, oh, this could be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew? Uh, so, you know, I, I liked all the costume designs and yeah. everything. So, honestly, what got me was, and this is just a problem with most modern films, it's just too dark for a lot of the, a lot of yeah, the time. It, it definitely, and it's not that there wasn't any scenes where I couldn't see something. Mm-hmm. It was just still just too dark. Well, it was like, it was like they filmed it and they went back and put like a minus one filter on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those kind of, that kind of stuff, like, uh, like we're in this weird universe, like, let me see it. Well, and they didn't really explain how light works because there was like a nighttime yeah. and a daytime in this universe. But there's not really a sun. There's not really a sun. And so yeah. you're like, so what, like, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so there's a lot of scenes where it is like a shade or two too dark. And I'm thinking, yeah. why do yeah. y'all have yeah, something that's, that's to kind light of, this area up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, everything else honestly looked fine to me there you yeah. know there's a couple moments of cgi green screen that just didn't look good oh, sure. i also like that happens the, uh, in everything anything yeah i like those the sentient like flying buildings oh those are so cool. those are cool those are oh, really yeah. cool design just in, like the very organic yeah building curvy like the, the, the shape <laughs> of them like eggplants almost or something. yeah, yeah. And then they got little rockets for arms yeah, yeah. Those, i like those a lot i thought a lot of I call it the world building, but just kind of the general yeah. feel of whatever the quantum verse is was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought the art direction for basically everything was quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked Kang's design. Yeah, yes. especially his design yeah his um, costume. Was yeah, killer. his costume was really cool. And you know, because whenever you look at like these old comic books from like the '60s and stuff, you're just like, sure. how the heck are they going to figure they gonna this do out? It? And then, they, like, then they're like, ooh, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, when, when the when the blue face yep. shield comes down, I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah, you know? yeah that was good. Yeah. That, that actually does bring up one point. This isn't really spectacle, but um, I really hate how they just have, like, magic helmets, basically. Right. Uh, for they, everyone. They pop up, close that, down. Yeah. yeah, just so the characters can actually, like, they'll do something cool, and then it'll pop up be- because, you know, they had to CGI them because, you know, they're not doing this in real life. Yeah. And then, they're, then it's like, oh, actors back. You know, like, like you know, because it pops up, so then they can actually like have a line of dialogue. Yeah, they have, or they have the, the action sequence, and the the nanobot helmet pops over their face. They fight, and then it pops down. Snappy quip. Yeah. Turn stage right. Helmet pops back up. Fight next creature. You know, or whatever. It's, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's that. I think that's more entertainment. But you know, I'm skipping ahead. Oh, uh, anyways, speaking of skipping ahead, let's look at performances. Yes. I'm gonna take this. You go first. Do it. Time, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open this by saying for Loki. That version of Kang that Jonathan Majors did there, yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of it because I didn't, I felt like... You didn't was, understand the character. Well, it felt like it was a little too manic and it didn't have that undercurrent of menace and violence yeah. that I yeah. want from a big bad. Mm-hmm. I felt like this version nailed that. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. when we get kind of the flashback bits with him and Janet where it's kind of like the manip- manipulative side of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when she you know, has like the worst, history's worst poker face. And like, <laughs> right. I'm Michelle watching, Pfeiffer just has the worst poker I'm face. I'm watching <laughs> mass play murder poker, and he's Pfeiffer. just like, what are you seeing, Janet? Like, <laughs> Please tell me you can lie to this man. Nope, you can't. Okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> try, give it a shot. You were shopping for 
Flowers. <laughs> Space flowers? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Almost had it. Yeah, but I, I felt like his character, again, because he kind of, or also like the, the prison scene where he's talking to Scott. Yeah. And he kind of flips from like, I'm being cooperative. We're going to work together to, I will literally crush you and I will make your daughter watch. Or if that doesn't work, I'll crush your daughter and make you watch. Yeah. Like that switch flip. That's I mean, the kind of villain I want out of him. I and he nails it. Anybody that watches this movie is going to have an issue with Jonathan Major's performance. No. I feel like that's no. the one universal truth from this movie. <laughs> is no matter who watches this, everyone's going to walk away being like, wow, that guy. Well, and, and he's, a, he's a fantastic actor just wholesale. Yeah. But he definitely... F- Feels to be like you know, having, I'll say, like a kind of like a um, a, a rise. He's having a moment right yeah. now well, with Ant Man and Creed three, like back to back, like months. Yeah, less than I'm a month excited away. for Creed three. Yeah, yeah, but also because of the nature of Kang, where it's like, well, you have all these versions. versions right? The council, you get to play a lot of he, different characters. He can cover tons of ground. Like, hey, today we're putting a, a Pharaoh costume on <laughs> you, and you're gonna have a slightly different voice. And tomorrow <laughs> yeah. we're painting you blue. All yep. right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and because of that you do get as an actor you get a ton of different range and Yeah, you can do all kinds of things. That you yeah. can really do some fun stuff with. And I think that's the biggest thing of him being like the the timeless one or whatever it was in Loki and then now he's actually mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror, which is the big bad guy. Which we'll get into plot entertainment. There are other issues there. Yeah. There uh, there are. But who wants yeah. to who else wants to pick up some performance? I, I mean, don't want to take everything. Obviously, you know, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. He's yeah, great. fantastic. He does great. I th- I feel like the only issue this time was he wasn't given enough material compared to the other Ant-Man movies and other stuff I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some jokes in here that he does really cuz he his delivery is always great. It's just I don't feel like there was enough Paul Rudd style humor for him to really excel and the yeah. stuff that was there was like passable but not his best like the, it's not like i'm going to be quoting and oh you'll never believe what paul rudd said in this movie yeah, Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. red hot american summer i can quote like 18 things he said in that movie. <laughs> yeah um the other than that i think the like michelle pfeiffer and michael douglas did passable jobs they did pretty good they didn't do anything that made me go oh man there yeah this is some of their best performances ever but at the same time they didn't like completely phone it in or anything it was just again maybe it's more what they were given to work with but their their performances were like pretty good i I thought um uh, michelle pfeiffer and um jonathan majors uh interactions interactions together were quite good they did have a lot of good chemistry and especially in those like the the flashback scenes or whatever yeah that was good yeah, like her, her interaction with the with her family was a little bit. It felt kind of stilted, but I think that's more of just because of the the nature well, of well, I mean, what like the line she's, she's trying to hide. Yeah, the lines she's yeah. given for that are, I don't want to talk about it. Well, right. how much can we really go? How, yeah. how in depth can I'm, we get? I'm trying to dance around plot a little bit because yeah, I think yeah, a lot yeah. of it is what they were given. Yeah. So th- their performances were fine. The only person I really thought kind of struggled a little bit was uh, Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang. I don't know. She she didn't really do it for me. They recast her from the last movie. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, I wonder why they're changing actresses. And then she did fine, but she was just kind of, she kind of played, and again, this is speaking probably more to the writing, but sh- her character was more the... Angsty teenager. I'm an angsty teenager. Yeah, I'm well, going to get us into trouble. I don't understand what's going on, and I'm totally redeemed by the end because I love you, Dad. You know, like, type yeah. thing. And, it's it's such a yeah. trope. And also, again, the older we get, the more that we get angsty teenager on screen, the more it is to yeah. just be like, you stupid teen. Get off my yeah. lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andrew? What do you think? Uh, I mean, pretty much all um, pretty much the same across the board. Uh, Catherine Newton was probably the weakest, but even then, I, I did like her character. 
Um, I'll say in bits and pieces of the film, most of the time whenever she's talking with Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. um, she did, like, those scenes are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But any of the stuff where she's kind of, like, on her own just didn't yeah. really feel... It didn't mm-hmm. hit the way, you know, you would expect it to. But I really did like Michelle Pfeiffer and Jonathan Major's kind of chemistry that they had, uh, especially in the um, the flashbacks, because you get to see a little bit more mm-hmm. of, like, there's not something happening at this moment. So you, they actually get to, like, stretch a little bit. Yeah, they, they can just kind of act out almost like we're normal. We're living our normal life. This is what we're trying to attempt. And then once you get present day, there's all that tension between them. Yeah. And they do a good job of that transition. Yeah. The the other thing is, too, Evangeline Lilly, uh, she's always been kind of a mixed bag with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I watched uh, Lost, when, mm-hmm. you know, when it was coming out and stuff. And she had some really good moments in that show. Uh, here and there, unfortunately, her character wasn't written very well. Right. But, uh, you know, and I feel that she's kind of been pushed into these, these some of these kind of roles that, like, she's just the love interest. Yeah. I feel like she had a lot more to do and a lot more, like, screen, like, things to do on screen in the second Ant-Man she movie. Did. And Th- this one, hence like, the name Ant-Man and the Wasp. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. It, it felt like, okay, cool. So when they named this one Ant-Man and the Wasp, I was like, Awesome. And then, like she, she, she doesn't have a ton to do in the movie, so I don't want to ding her she just, performance. She just shoots stuff at things, yeah. Necessarily. She's, yeah, she's definitely kind of a, a backseat character. Like, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, when we're talking about it, from like uh, you know Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, they almost felt like more yeah. active characters in this movie than yeah. the other character whose name is on the title. Well, I feel like they, weird. they, they actually probably influence more things in this movie than Ant Man does. If you think about I mean, it, they mm-hmm. do well. Like, at the end of the day, the the primary conflict is the result of Janet's relationship yeah. with Kang, and then also what Cassie creates that lets the connection happen. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, performance pretty yeah, well covered. I think yeah, that's good. Honestly, yeah. it it was pretty good, and I don't think there was any any one moment where she was like, "Ooh, yeah." I feel like ninety percent of my complaints with a lot of the performances are down to more of the writing, writing than the than actual it, yeah. performance themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so we're not to writing yet. So let's yeah. talk about some music score. I actually thought the score for this was better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, uh, it definitely had some some pretty solid moments in it. Uh, there's not anything that like sticks out to me, like I'll say like Endgame or Infinity War from Alan Silvestri. Right, but it definitely. Uh, hit a lot better than I'll, I'll definitely say Spider-Man No Way from No Way Home. <laughs> mm. um, the gold standard of low bars. Yeah, uh, but it, it also didn't hit the heights of um, like Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, but this right. one definitely had um, a little bit more time put into it, I think, than than some of the other ones. There, there were watched. a couple of tracks. I'm trying to remember exactly when they hit, like maybe when they're first going to the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there a couple of them that, that had a really cool feel to them. And they, yeah. they sound different and they had that kind of like land of the lost journey to the center of the earth type like sense of wonder to it you Mm -hmm. know that i I thought did good and then there's other parts which just kind of like action scene you know like (laughs) it feels kind of like punching time yeah dialed back a little bit on that yeah i definitely felt like this was an above average marvel Mm -hmm. uh score yeah and then part of that is the the fact that you have such an alien landscape to work with you're gonna have these big visuals yeah, and it's just natural. You're gonna want something to back that, and they did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it again, it certainly was not a No Way Home where you left the theater wondering was there music in this movie. <laughs> right. I never, I never doubted at any point in this movie yeah, like, if there was music or it, not. Well, and I, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of people, and even our our one star reviewer, 
has uh, has alluded to that is very star- similar to Star Wars mm-hmm. in this, and I I think that they took a good lesson from that and looked at it and said, hey, we need some good music to go with this kind of alien yeah. world that we've made. Yeah, which again, for for as much this has been a very polarizing film, you yeah. know, critics, audiences, et cetera. Yeah, right now it's like the lowest rated Marvel film period for critics on both critics and audience right now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Which the it, audience score is always way high. I, audience, I thought this was like eighty four percent. That's like that. that's the, the lowest. lowest wow. Marvel, okay. Wow. Yeah, audience yeah, the audience even is, even lower than um, Eternals. That's what I said. So first off, <laughs> for those listening. I think this is a better movie than Eternals, like to me. Yeah. But like, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's not. But That's to crazy. me, I, I definitely think this is. Well, Rotten Tomatoes um, critics' reviews are inherently broken already. Sure, because well, the binary system is terrible. Yeah, they also right. manipulate those reviews. But we won't they go do. into that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll get into a. We won't pull out the tinfoil. But even outside of Rotten Tomatoes, on a lot of aggregate sites, it, it is. This yeah. is one of the lower reviewed, if not the lowest, Marvel yeah. uh, movie. Which I, I think it's way better than some of the other ones that oh, come I mean, out. Come for on, sure. like Thor: Dark I mean, World. Is I think still this out is there. in my bottom five for sure. Ooh, I don't know. About I don't that. think it is. Yeah, it's, it's better than Thor: The Dark World. It's better than Iron Man 3. No, Iron Man 3 is actually good. No. Um, oh. Well, okay. Actually, All right. I, yeah, I actually thought Iron Man 3 was fine. <laughs> it's better than Iron Man 2. <laughs> like, well, okay. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is not a great Iron film. Man 2. I liked el- parts of Iron Man 2. We're going on a tangent now, but it, it's kind of like. We're going to have to come back <laughs> it reminds and do me of a bunch our, of Marvel. Our Bond discussions point. where there's a lot of Bond movies where there's really fun moments, but the movie itself is like, eh. Yeah. I feel like that's Iron Man 2. There's a lot of fun moments where I'm like, I like got, this. Like, the big, I like, like this. Like, plasma whip. Whiplash. Yeah, like I like yeah. when he whips a car in half. That's cool, but then <laughs> the movie itself, you know, is isn't like, that great? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Man, yeah, we are we are tangenting quite a bit here. I would say it's better than Eternals for sure. <laughs> See, yeah, like come on now, this isn't that hard. Yeah, it's I, still in my bottom five. I feel probably. like I feel like this is upper middle. Yeah, this half. this is like a B. Oh, this no, this is definitely bottom five for this, this guy right here. So there's 31 MCU films, and I feel like this lands somewhere in between 10 and 15 from the bottom. So wow, for me, it'd be like 20 and high. 15. But see, I I could see yeah, that too. Mine would yeah. be 25 or under. There's a, <laughs> there's a stack of movies in the middle of Marvel where you could kind of take or leave them, right? <laughs> I'm going to, just out of curiosity, for the last segment of this, I'll look up a list of them, and I'm going to go through and pick which movies That's are fine. worse than this. For entertainment? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was about okay. to make a terrible Leonardo DiCaprio joke. No, do but, it. No, I, oh. I can't, I can't oh, do it. The, no, the time no, no. has passed. Oh, no, no, no. no I, know what the, I know what the joke is. Uh, so anyways, plot. Let's let's talk plot, huh? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. plot? Sure. Andrew, you want some plot? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a terrible plot. <laughs> it, um, it's... It's one of those things where whenever you have these, you know, magical scientists that can just create, um, you know, things to talk to a realm that only like that, like two movies ago, if you got stuck there, you were there forever. And then sound, now they figured out a way to come back and now you can just go back and forth. Oh, yeah. The the transition from it being like a beacon and they get pulled in, which I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. To just like, well, now we travel back and forth at will is questionable. Yeah, the the little bit at the end where they're like, oh, we opened up a portal for only a certain amount of time. And then like Kang stops him. And then like, you know, uh, Kate comes back and saves him. Or not Kate. Um, uh, Kate. Talking about. Uh, wasp? Uh, the Wasp? Yeah, the Wasp. Well, uh Evangeline, Evangeline Lily. Lily, but Hope. she is Kate Hope, in Hope, 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 sorry. Sorry, you said Kate, and it, like, broke everything <laughs> in my head. All the synapses that connected it's because I Hope. mentioned Lost earlier. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so then she comes back, and then the portal goes away, and I'm like, oh, 
there's some consequences to this. We're yeah. going to be stuck here. And then the portal just opens back up. I'm like, oh, whatever. So yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting fact here. I've seen some articles and some like Reddit type posts where people are making suppositions that that was actually part of a reshoot. Oh. That that, that they, the ending was changed in reshoot. Yeah. Like fairly recently, like back in January. Oh, interesting. They're, they're saying there's some like on-set shots of them in costume for those scenes. Oh, interesting. Where they went back hmm. and changed something to do that. Oh. So I don't know, because it, it did feel like that last bit really weakened the ending. Yeah. Where yeah. it was like, hey, we're going to have major consequence of you know, they, they make the trade-off and the, and the they, daughter they is out, kidding, but, but then, now they had to make the choice yeah. of, well, the two of them are here now Which or I whatever. Which I thought, like, whenever that happened, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Yeah, like, that that puts yeah. some, some much more, some weight on yeah. this, right? like, over the, And then you know, it's like, undo. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, then they just, you okay. know, control-Z'd it. And yeah. it was like, okay, well. Yeah, and, and that, that kind of bothered me, but then also the issue with Janet to where... Like, there's clearly that this world-ending kind of bad guy, and then she just refuses to talk about it for reasons? Yeah. Like, like there's, like, whenever she's up in the normal person world on Earth, mm-hmm. there's no reason why she should be afraid to talk about it. Right? As far as I can, yeah, I, I don't... So, mm. one of my largest plot frustrations was the unnecessary, like, withholding of information well, for well, they, plot reasons. They do, yeah. they do the whole trope of we don't have time to tell you now so let's walk it's like but you're like gonna like we'll hike for a <laughs> right. couple of miles you have plenty of time to talk about the this. thing that killed it for me essentially was when she did finally talk and i was like that's it that's what you were you, holding you didn't this like whole murder time? children like what's yeah, going like, on here? kick puppies like <laughs> come on let me summarize her story that she withheld he's a bad guy I didn't That's know. It. I didn't know he was a bad guy until, and, I, and, I helped and then him. I prevented it. Yeah, and it's like you didn't do anything wrong. It's it's one sentence. <laughs> yeah, like you can't break that out at a family table, you know, dinner. Like just say, hey, oh by the way, I met this dude in the quantum realm. Bad news, real bad dude. I helped him out, but like he's trapped, so we're good. And that's done. It. None of this. Ha- this movie doesn't happen. You know? And it's like yeah. now we just don't have to touch the quantum realm. Period. I kept waiting. As cagey as she was being, I was like, oh, man. It's going to be a big shoe here, What's yeah. going to be, like, I, was, I, I probably, un, you know, to my own detriment, like, <laughs> hyped myself up the longer she kept delaying talking yeah. about it and keeping her closest family members who are currently trying to survive in the quantum realm that she apparently has tons of information about. And yeah. she's not telling them anything about how anything works, what this is for, what that does. Just drink this. Why? That's it. No, no context for anything. <laughs> I was so when I was ready for one that. of these where it's like, yeah. So hope. Uh, so this is your real father, right? I was like, is <laughs> or, Murray her dad, or or like what's happening? Or like here? we drop like Kang and like his loyal lieutenant. Uh, yeah. So so hope that's your stepbrother. You know, like one of these. <laughs> I was yeah. ready for one of those to hit something, or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there is. It was just there's. It was just poor writing. I have a lot of plot issues. So I'll, I'll let Stephen go. <laughs> go next. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I think my biggest complaint, and this, this again, because we're in plot, we're touching entertainment, it's almost inevitable, yeah. Yeah. is we've now seen two instances of Kang, mm-hmm. and he's the big bad, be afraid, he's going to, you know, wreck everything, yeah. and in both, he's just kind of beaten. Well, he was, yeah. uh, okay, we haven't even talked about the, the time-traveling ants yet. Time, oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, I, no, oh. Well, I don't, I didn't even... 
that's such a that's such we, a whatever. We were man. so off the rails by then that I was like, no, sure. Well, but that's the thing. Well, that's the thing though is like he wouldn't have been defeated if it wasn't for time traveling ants. Yeah, no, that that was such a <laughs> yeah. whatever, man. That I just like because I You're like, oh, I guess this is happening. Now. I had expected yeah. the ants to have shown up, right? Because they were brought up. You yeah. saw them. You get see pulled them in. fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The quantum so I was ready for the ants to like. But they, like, they, they, they get there and like the society of, of the quantum verse is actually ants. And now they have their friend ants who can be, I don't, I was expecting something from the start. Yeah. And they finally showed up. I was like, okay, whatever, man. <laughs> At least the ants got well, here. And they were, they were stuck in a time dilation for thousands of years. And then they made their whatever. own advanced society. And now they're here. It's fine. I just, yeah, I, 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 I rolled that pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. There, there could have been way better i can't like michael douglas delivering that line like how many takes did it take to get a straight face for him for the entire sequence well so okay and this is the thing i don't know anything about the comic book kang or anything like that but as far as i know he's just a normal dude like he's basically like tony stark that has figured out a way to uh, essentially be outside of time which is fine i am unclear about that also Uh, i'm I'm currently reading through the 2001 uh kang dynasty storyline right now and we haven't gotten far enough i haven't for like the backstory to understand the backstory but But, like my my interpretation was so continue with what you're about to say because i don't know i don't have well so for my understanding is he's basically just a normal dude like tony stark except Mm -hmm. he was the bad tony stark and not the good tony stark basically he he basically yeah uh well and essentially what happens is is that he gets his little power suit and stuff like that that's why he's strong is because he has the suit uh-huh. not because of yeah, so some in, inherent, inherent power, power. outside right. of being able to figure out how to get outside of time right and and because of that like at the end of the day he's still just a normal dude yeah and well and also i mean what, another... what are you without your suit tony well yeah. so to, to that point yeah. before we move past it like they don't do anything in this movie to explain what his powers are, how his suit works, how any of it has any no. kind of bearing on anything. And that leads to a lot of my stuff where, like, the stakes are just, like, amorphous of, like, so he has this this ray he can shoot out of his suit that just disintegrates people on command. Yeah. And he just stops using it when anyone... He, he shoots... He shoots anyone that has, with a, a, has a casting version. credit. Yeah. When yeah. the <laughs> ant family shows up, the one group of people that could actually stop him, he's like, Better not use that anymore. And then all of a sudden he has a force field thing. And I'm like, when did he get that? Has he always had this? Why didn't, space he, ghost. why didn't he use it earlier? You know, there's so many inconsistencies <laughs> with his powers of like, yeah. if you had this three situations earlier, you could have avoided getting hit and you didn't. You well, know, th- like, this is the problem with all like super, super villains mm-hmm. is that they or the it's the Superman complex. They either forget that they have the power. They want a monologue, which is, you know, right. we've all learned from the Incredibles yeah. is a terrible idea. Yeah. And, Always, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's just the plot has to happen, which is not a good excuse. No, right? yeah, it it felt kind of like um, not the same at all. But socks from uh, Lightyear, yeah. Where oh, it's he's like the Swiss Army. Oh, plot we need solution. this so he can get out of this. Got it. Oh, we need him not to disintegrate the the people <laughs> on the poster of the movie. Got it. He won't use that power right here. You yeah, know? and it felt like I I just wish they had had some kind of a metric of. I only have X number of these shots or so, something or, you know, or just, to get just the Ant-Man like pim particles counteract it. Right. Boom. Nailed Bang. it. Now the got Ant it. family is safe. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody could have got hit and went, like, oh God. Okay. I'm good. And what like happened? Paul, Paul yeah. Rudd would be perfect for that where he gets blasted. Oh God, I'm 
totally fine. And I don't yeah. it or Hank yeah, can be like, can be like, it's because of the PIM particles. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or maybe the PIM particles are disrupting it to some degree. Yeah, anything and that, that's like all that we needed was one or two lines of dialogue and like that's it. Yeah, it would have. It, it won't way. solve one or two lines of dialogue. Won't solve time traveling ants. I'm no, sorry. it won't. But, no, but we can try. But why didn't, I don't know. why didn't the other fa- why didn't the family get stuck in the time travel loop? But the ants did. Maybe they did. They didn't realize. Also, it. let's think <laughs> back, right? So where did Janet go? So Janet fell into the quantum realm. Yes. And then she stayed there for how long? 30 years. 30 years. Now, if you remember, Ant-Man fell into the quantum realm at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. That right? is correct. Yep. He stayed there for five years. Correct. And in those five years, never found any civilization. No, no, no. He was on the upper level of the quantum realm. On the roof. I yeah, guess, he was on this. the roof of the quantum realm. He was on the, 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 the CG roof. Because he's like, I don't remember any of this. You didn't go deep right. enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he didn't go just, deep enough. He was the big footsteps in the dark for all these other creatures. They're like, <laughs> oh, what is that? Thum, thum, but he was thum. gone for five years. Correct. And he said it felt like five hours. Uh-huh. So in this case, Janet was gone for 30 years. So that's what? 5, 10, 15, 20, well, no, but 15 see, hours this, to her? But she it, aged 30 years while she was gone? It's, it's different levels, Ryan. I guess so. Different okay. levels of magic. So maybe on this level of magic, yeah. underneath the roof of the quantum <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta studio get in the roof, yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah, like the time travel stuff with the ants and that all it, that it stuff is very questionable, like yeah. questionable. And they, not that they have to explain it. It's just a couple lines of dialogue here and there go a long way. Like with Kang's powers again, he apparently has force powers where he can push people around. Except yeah, for later when he doesn't want up, to. Yeah, lift people <laughs> up at will and move them around. Again, yeah. he's space ghost. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> my my biggest plot issue was just the conceit of Ant Man beat up Kang. Therefore, in my mind, he's not a threat anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's been my complaint right yeah. here is, and I already mentioned it is we've we've seen him twice now, and we've seen him get killed twice. Yeah, it's like so. Is the biggest threat about him is the fact that there's like you know tens there's of thousands, been, yeah, a bunch of a lot of him. So well, we're just gonna keep seeing him over and over again. Obviously, I don't think King the Conqueror is dead. I think he's shrunk down. To even another, smaller. Yeah, even smaller. Yeah. The, he's the coming quantum, back. Quantum. To the darker, grittier quantum yeah, realm. He's, exactly. he's in the mania of quantum. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> he's got the mania. <laughs> oh, oh no, we could we could just go Bond. He's in the quantum of solace. Oh no. I feel like so like to, He's in a worse <laughs> movie. <laughs> Get out of there. Get out of there. Uh I feel like the while we're on plot, like the writing on a lot of the stuff, like again, the jokes were like here and there, like the the first time they, they were when, up and down when when Ant Man starts splitting apart, and then all of a sudden the Baskin Robbins version show up. I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool. That was and then funny. when he shows up two or three more times, I was like, all right, this is played out. We've done it. Let's, yeah, we, uh, got it, we got it the first time. We, we got, got it. We got the one shot. Let's move on. You know, I, I did appreciate that Ant Man became ants in that scene where they, they built yeah. the tower. Yeah. I liked that yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, that that I liked. Um, the uh, but they didn't just go over like you know a whole body and then eat its carcass no. yet. Uh, yet. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know how. That's, that's you don't know what was Wait there. for four ant mans or whatever. <laughs> four man ants. Four man ant. Um, the, so, so wait, the, are we are we in entertainment? Not now? yet. Okay. Uh, the other plot thing I was gonna say with the writing is like the the humor also with like Cassie and uh, Modoc. 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 She's like, yeah. it's never too late to it not felt, be a dick. Don't be a dick. I was like, a little out of that's place. That's stupid. Also, the the you know the idea of she's like this person who's like, I'm fighting the cause. I shrunk down a cop car. But she has this whole like chip on her shoulder that you're not doing enough, dad. This dude helped save the world. Universe. The universe. Universe. Yeah, yeah. universe. <laughs> he gets time off forever. Well, like, You know what I mean? Now, now, I would also say, 
because you know, he has kind of the bits where he's like, this isn't our fight, you know, because at the end of the day, right, when yeah. we get into, you know, Infinity War, like universe ending stuff, right? Right. He's Ant-Man. He's not a big player. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's not Thor. He's not a demigod or whatever else. Yeah. So I, I felt like... He still like, had a, a very key moment in yeah. helping. No, with, he did. Yeah. Oh, he it's, jumps in. Yeah. He, it's just, it's just yeah. one of those things where I, I felt like there was an opportunity there to kind of bring in like the PTSD of it. Yeah. Of like, well, why is he so hesitant to get involved? It's like, dude, like I was there when like the buildings fell, like, you know, like, when half of Manhattan died or yeah. you know, whatever. Like, yeah. Because there are so many events in the Marvel Universe where it's just like, well, you know, at least like for Tony Stark character mm -hmm. he had kind of the what leads to ultron or if he has these fears yeah but like i felt i thought that they were kind of headed that way with uh the scott Sky. lang yeah and they just kind of, didn't go there. it just didn't happen yeah. Well, yeah even if they could have like gone as far as like i don't want to lose my daughter or i've already lost like so much stake, time with her yeah are, yeah Which they, they touched on that a little, they, a little bit again that's the problem i think with with that whole idea is that they touch on a lot of ideas a little bit I wish they'd picked one and, and just, really just leaned on it. Cause like, what would you say is the emotional core of the film? It's like him and his daughter, him and right? his daughter. Yeah. I don't feel like it was developed enough. I feel yeah. like we should have, not that I didn't like the Janet and Hank Pym stuff yeah. while they were in it. It's just, if you could have had a version of the movie where it's just Scott and his daughter or Scott, and, the, uh, uh, Evangeline Lily hope hope and his daughter, Cassie and, like, down and, there and just them and not, uh, we'll get not to get Janet. into all that. Well, you or know? even if you could have kept those two parties separate longer. Yeah. Right. So you have one independent quest and the other independent quest. Well, it's like Cassie and the, the quantum rebels, you know, yeah. and then like Scott and well, so hope. the, the big, the, the big thing with those kind of, I'll say like story tropes is like, you know, whenever you are, you know, I'll say isolated from your, from your normal environment and you're, you know, stuck in the wilderness and you're mm -hmm. trying to yeah. like, you know, get to a certain point. It's like, well, we're just going to walk this way. Cause I think there's a big city over there. And then yeah. like, the time in between that, that's where you build your characters. Right. And yeah. they, they tried to do that. It's they just, did. they, they just didn't go far enough with it because there was so much other stuff that they were trying to cover. Yeah. And yeah. like add in to like a little bit of world building, but a lot of it was just kind of fluff. Yeah I, yeah. I do think there was a missed opportunity to put a lot of emotional weight on that relationship and maybe into kind of, you know, like, I'm just going back to, like, The Incredibles, right? Where you have, like, well, I'm not strong enough. What do you mean you're not strong? I'm not strong enough. I couldn't, I could not survive if I lost you, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. give me, give me, hit me with one of those or yeah. something, right? You know, like, yeah. I already lost so much time. Like, I've only, we've only had so much time together. What happens if that's all oh, we get? Oh, man, I, I want to say things, but I can't because we're going to review it in the, in the future. But Last of Us um, has a lot of that. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> maybe it's because I'm watching that side by side yeah. with seeing this movie. But, like, I feel like, the, to your point, the the idea that like Kang maybe shouldn't have been this Ant-Man movie. Like if you had a smaller Ant-Man movie that didn't have to deal with all the big overarching stuff, stuff. you, you could have just... gotten that more personal stuff, but they, they have to force in a lot of stuff with Kang. And then to again, get the stories going. Yeah. Well, so the, the big thing yeah. is um, with, I'll say with Thanos mm -hmm. throughout the, the early parts of the MCU, you had all these smaller tier, tier villains that were answering yeah. to him. Right. And like, He'd have a cameo at the end of a film or, you know, he'd have like one, one cameo of like a screen where he's talking, talking down to them or, or whatever. Or you, and you have the speculation of, oh, what's, what's Thanos going to say this time? And then like when he finally had the, fine then, I'll do it myself. Everyone was like, oh, yeah. here we go. You yeah. Know? And that's yeah. the thing is like, you don't, you haven't really had all this buildup for Kang right. because we've only seen him twice and we've, we've had what, like six movies 
in between. We've had a lot of right. time. Yeah. yeah. And and, well, what, and one of his um, appearances was just in a TV show, which is, I mean, the, I love Loki, but this is his first appearance in a in a, a film. A film. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that, so. There's a character in the comics called the Scarlet Centurion, who is Kang's son. Okay. And I, it's is he a bad guy? Fuzzy on yeah. Okay. Whether or not he's his actual son or right, right. Yeah, like yeah. a nebula, you know, type mm-hmm. thing with uh, Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. But. I feel like that was the perfect opportunity to have, even though it's been rehashed and Marvel has done it, is like you have that be the bad guy of this movie. Yeah. And, and him and be like, yeah, he's answering to Kang yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then when he loses to Ant Man, I don't have this thing in my head where I'm like, in the comics, every time the Avengers beat Kang, it's supposed to be this like, we barely did it. Yeah. Holy smokes. That well, was yeah. the, you know, the biggest effort we ever had. And instead, Ant Man's just like, I'm going to punch him a lot and then shrink him. <laughs> well, Done, especially you know? if you have. The Scarlet Centurion. Yeah, that, that was his name. If, if you have that, where you have the nebulous relationship between him and Kang, mm-hmm. well, now Kang has a chip on his shoulder to come step in and be like, "Yeah, yo, who's this? Who, who's this big dude, Ant Man? Thinking he's like, who are you to you know do this to my son? And then I'm gonna come in. Yeah, you know, guns yeah. blazing. Well, yeah, we need to we need to move into entertainment. Okay, though. sure. Well, yeah. uh, last thing I was gonna say about plot is we also never really get. Kang's full motivation for what he's that. doing, but I could I could have done with like a, a nugget just because since this is the launching of Phase Five, I still don't know where we're gonna go next. You didn't you didn't know what Thanos was gonna do. For, I did. Well, yeah, because you 100%. read the comic. Well, no, 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 well, all, no, no. I knew as soon as they showed Thanos, I was like, he's going to be collecting the Infinity Stones. He's gonna be but the that's big the thing. bad. You had prior knowledge. You true did. to yeah. it. That does not count and not fair. To, now, okay. to now the I will say point for, made. for yeah. the motivation, yeah. like. For Thanos, his motivation was get Infinity Stones. What he's going to do with that? If you don't have comic knowledge, you don't know. Yeah. Here, what is Kang's motivation? Get out of Quantum Realm. We had that. Like, it was there. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't think that's a problem at all. Just I, I don't because, think that was an issue. Uh, I, I guess it's less of a, a motivation within the movie, movie and more it, of a for the overarching, what are we doing but here? But they, have, they have time to build that. Yeah. And again, we have a bunch of different Kangs. They don't all necessarily have the same motivation. Yeah, true. Like, so. that, that's, the, that's the thing. But yeah, I mean, like... It, it, you can't go it's it's not fair to the film when you mm-hmm. go into these expecting something that you already have prior knowledge of and then it doesn't happen and you're just like well I don't why would I not go that you know yeah it yeah is, I don't think it's fair to the the people that made it because no. you have to look at it from the perspective of me I don't read the comics I don't know anything about this dude Right. Well, I I haven't read Kang in the comics either. I'm just now yeah. starting, and I still don't know in the comics. I've got <laughs> They're cagey there too. I mean, that's the thing. They've gone through multiple volumes of comics. You don't know what his motivation I still is. Don't know. There you go. Yeah, see? He he's taken over the earth. Why? Huh? Reasons. He wanted to. <laughs> yeah. It's Wednesday. So. But I I still feel like before we get into entertainment. Well, let's just go and get entertainment. Make yeah. it. Call it entertainment. Go for it. I I was somewhat entertained, but not a lot. I more of the time of this movie I spent just kind of like. Watching it, accepting it, it washed over me. A lot of the action didn't hit for me because of the shaky cam. A lot of the jokes, some were good, some were bad. So it was kind of uneven. And then the plot points were annoying me because Janet was being withholding with the information. The things happening in the quantum realm weren't weird enough to me to be like, wow, we're in the quantum realm. What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, we're just on like another planet. We just are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we just are. And then the, like the, the, uh, Barbarians, what was that one lady? Rebellion. The, the Rebellion. I can't remember any of their names of the characters. Do they even have names? Because I, they, they have do, names, but, but I we didn't, didn't get to I know. I didn't, really didn't really hear them. Yeah. yeah. I would have cared more about their rebellion if I had known who they are or got, got time with them to, to care enough to be like, yes, I can't wait to see. Lamphead <laughs> again. You know. I like well, that Lamphead's dude. dead now. So he is now. <laughs> he is now. Yeah. 
so for me, I, I have one thing one thing that I liked and one thing that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, so I really loved the uh, the centrifugal force Gatlin guns. Whenever, oh, like, that, like, like the, the spinning towers. towers. Like this, yeah. Oh, yeah, those were kind of cool. Oh, they're so cool. Yeah, Death yeah. Star, take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like that wouldn't really be efficient, but yes, I like well, that. Well, <laughs> it, it, it depends. I mean, it depends on the system, but possibly with an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> A huge asterisk. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that I, I really had an issue with, um, so, like, the first Ant-Man film, and even the second one, too, they get really funky and fun with what they can do with like the little like shooter things to make things smaller or bigger. Yeah. And they don't do that in this film at all. They're they did, just, they, they're just making themselves bigger or smaller and they're not really fighting any like, so like, yeah, they didn't in do the anything. First one, like he made, like he uses um, a truck as a skateboard and yeah. you know, he like, does some really fun and interesting things with like environmental kind of like, I'll not say Jackie Chan, but like, that's just the closest analog I can think of, yeah. of using the environment to your advantage. Right. Well, they did it a just, lot of that in the second one too. Yeah. With that downtown chase. Or yeah, and, yeah. And it just didn't happen here. It was just them yeah. just going smaller and bigger and just punching people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it had plot points and like the, the way that, you know, Janet manipulated the size of the core. Yeah. So it had like plot relevance, but it didn't have, kind of the, again, the, the asymmetric, the portal gun solution of like, oh, he's going to shoot down the building full of the people I like. Oh, I shrunk it. Yeah. And now the bullet goes over him and now I've made it back to its big size and it's right there. Yeah. Or like, oh, the, the door's closing and we need to stuff 60 people in here. Well, I shrunk him and we all slide under and now I we're all big. I was, yeah. I was kind of waiting for Cassie to come up with stuff that like Scott and Hope had not thought of. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Cause she first time in a suit you know and they're like she has a suit you know and i wanted them to be like boom and then she's figuring out like you're saying like really creative yeah, stuff like fun fun ways to fight and they just didn't have it in this one yeah. it just felt much more generic yeah this is just mcu just punches yeah it was like yeah like mm -hmm. yeah they, they shrunk and, and and grew for punches and that was it and then even when they got like really big at the end it's like i'm hugging godzilla you're the same size yeah, uh, like, I it's like, not like you're hugging I, Godzilla. I actually thought that, that, was, that was pretty funny. Okay, well, um, but there, there's also a question here. But you know, the, yeah. they're in a whole different universe, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it. They're in the quantum realm, so it, the rules are completely different. It's alien world, but like they're super, 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 super small, like smaller than an atom at yeah. this point. Mm -hmm. And like, if they're this small, if you make yourself a slightly bigger, you're still way smaller than what you are as a normal human being. Mm -hmm. so or, or, then, or like, do you mess up and just like put your head through the roof? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Other, other level of the quantum realm. And, but, and that's getting more into like that, the nitty gritty just, science of it. Yeah. But again, they could have explained a little of that. There's a bunch of stuff they could add a couple throwaway lines that would have helped more some of that together. To and again, it, they had yeah. the characters with Hank and Janet there. Like they have yeah. the people who sh should be able to explain Here's them. Here's your plot exposition characters. Yeah, like they this exist. is like filling the, <laughs> plugging the holes for me. Uh, also, um, there was no Luis in this film, which yeah, he uh, went Michael Pena was fantastic in the first two he was always really we, fun, we were lacking so. some of those yeah there, there were, i saw a lot of complaints online about that where we yeah. had which one of the characters actually voiced the uh the goo uh-huh the blob guy yeah um, and i don't know which but it's one one of those actors who does those uh, recurring david death dust mulch sure yeah sure. yeah the guy that was the um the, the other dude yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh so they had a little bit of that but i i did see a lot of complaints about of course i had no yeah, you didn't have any tie for that pre knowledge, so I didn't. I didn't notice its lack. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to to me too, the the other thing with with just kind of like talking about the the entertainment of 
you know, like not having some of those characters from the other one. I think a funner version of this movie would have been if, you know, Hope, Scott, and Cassie go to the quantum realm, and then you have a Honey Out of Shrunk the Kid style, like Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, Hank and Janet are trying to find them <laughs> in the quantum realm, and they don't go far enough, and they're doing like the, the literal. We can't step on them. Where are they? Like, yeah, that would have been a fun like like when they're layer. like over the ceiling, like looking yeah. in. <laughs> that that <laughs> could have been like, fun to play with the layers again of like yeah. how far we're going down in the in the quantum. And, and that's kind of the thing is like you know, like you said, Ryan, they they went they hit a couple things that just didn't go far enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah into the weird area for it to actually be, like, a super entertaining film. Because, which, like, it's Ant-Man. It's already supposed to be kind of funky and weird. Right, yeah. which I feel like that's where the MCU succeeds is when they got away from the Iron formula. Man and Thor. Well, not just the formula, but when they got away from the characters who all the, the plot revolved around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they could get into the, the, you know, the original Guardians, right? Well, we can, we can just be weird with it. Yeah. And they got to have fun and they could push boundaries. And you just don't get that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it, it lacks for that. It felt like they played it too safe. To yeah, me. it was it was definitely just kind of a which it's not shocking, right? You know, Phase Four almost across the board uh, got kind of beat up. There were more misses than hits, right? Yeah, phase yeah. Four, yeah. So it, it's not shocking that they come out into you know however Feige declares this to be Phase Five. Yeah. Uh, that they come out kind of soft and safe, especially since this is you know the, the launching point for Kang. Yeah. I, but I do wish, you know, y'all talk about you're using the environment. I wish we'd had more of that. That would have been fun. Mm-hmm. I felt like the comedy was very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it hit and it worked. And, and there were some times, really funny bits. Yeah. And other times yeah. it just, it either just missed or it felt really just out of place for like what's happening around them. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's a, that's a tough, uh, you know, and typically the MCU does a good job of finding the right line to run where they cut tension without making it just overly silly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it felt like here, and a lot of it really revolved around Modok and just his face. Honestly, sure, there's a lot of that, but I they, think also they missed with, there some, like Jonathan Majors, Kang, and Paul Rudd's uh, Scott, you know, Ant Man. Jonathan Majors is doing like work over here with this script. <laughs> he's carrying it on he's, his back. He's saying something, and then Paul Rudd's like got a quippy response to it. And yeah, it's like that is what Ant Man would say. But it feels weird in this moment. It feels like it broke the momentum of this scene to where if you had another serious actor doing like a serious scene back and forth with him, it could have escalated, you know, back and forth. Instead, it felt like deflate the tension a little bit. It's like, no, 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 that he's, this is Jonathan Majors. Let him do work. Let him keep building tension. Yeah. You know, like, so. I I did like the bit where like Ant-Man comes in, you know, large into King City. He's just like, we had a deal. And like, they Word is our and it's like, man, you actually like, you've really made him mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how, like, can this import, does this end poorly for you? I don't know, but I'm, I'm interested to find it out. It did end poorly. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, I did like them constantly quoting his own book back at him. Yeah. That, those like, were some fun. Like, you good, did yeah. read my book. <laughs> Every something word of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my last thought on entertainment is I, I tend to like Ant-Man better when he's guesting in other movies than in his standalone Well, stuff. because he's such a weird hero. He is, yeah. That, like, even, like, you know, when you're with demigods and all this other kind of stuff, he's just this, he's just a dude. Yeah, yeah. but in those movies, he can somehow be like, oh, wait, Ant-Man's got it figured out. He's yep. doing something, you know? Like, <laughs> where in this, it's just, like, it's just him, and it's, I don't know, it felt weird. If yeah. like, if this had been an Avengers movie and there had been other people there, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it could have been easier for him to be the comedic relief instead yeah. of the main hero that's also a comedic relief. So, oh. so this isn't um, this isn't uh, Ant Man or Three Man Ant specific. 
but I am really <sighs> looking forward to um, Three Creed with, uh, oh, with Jonathan stop, Majors. Stop! <laughs> That's, it's just, it's just y'all, wrong. Y'all are killing me <laughs> with Three this. Creed. But no, Threed? I mean, why is it not called Threed? <laughs> but no, yeah, with st- Jonathan, also stop. <laughs> with Jonathan Majors, I'm really looking forward to that film now. Yeah, just, yeah. just because he did such a tour de force with this one, like in well, putting, Creed, Creed is him, going to be substantially more dramatic. Putting him opposite Michael B. Jordan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sounds like we are winding down. We're wrapping up about everything we have for this episode. Uh, before we let you go, we got to get one last obligatory shill in there. We do. Uh, so we have a Patreon, and what you can do is you can support us on Patreon for. But Andrew, how does Patreon work? <laughs> well, if you give us $1 a month, plug in your modem. <laughs> go to hutep two dot slashes wo 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 period. <laughs> Patreon. No. That'd be a good sound bite. That would, that yeah. would be a good sound uh, bite. But yeah, um, if you give us $1 a month, uh, one that helps us support the show mm-hmm. and it keeps us um, uh, lights running, servers up. Pay, pay those hosting fees. All, all the hosting fees. <laughs> keeps uh, the gerbil running on the wheel that makes our lights go. Uh, but what you do get is you get a guaranteed one bonus episode a month. That content is completely different than what we have on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have um, uh, President Fight Club where we basically look at presidential portraits and we say, can we beat this president? Yes. In a, in a fist fight. A lot of fun discussion. It's actually a yes. lot of fun. It, it was a lot of fun. But we also have some other fun things like anime recommendations, um, you know, soda tier lists, you know, all sorts of fun, you know, kind of stuff. And that's just for $1 a month. Guaranteed once a month, it happens every month. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> 6% of the time, it works every time. Yeah. Every time. And <laughs> if you don't have the money to, you know, though to us on patreon we would just love if you get, leave us a review on whatever podcast service you listen to and just like and share our podcast if you know somebody you think would enjoy this kind of stuff text them about it send them a letter in the mail facebook messenger whatever it is the kids are doing these days telegram <laughs> telegram tell somebody you know about it Morse yeah. code yeah yeah <laughs> Bring it up in a game of charades. No one will guess it, and then you can tell them why they're wrong. (laughs) Telestrations. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But if you are interested in supporting the show, that is patreon.com slash spoilers intended podcast. We would love uh, any support. We love all our current patrons. They have uh, Mm -hmm. been helping us out for a while now. Yeah. Uh, We appreciate every one of you. But on that note, that is all the time we have for this episode. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And every spoiler was intended. I picked a pop culture bug because I thought that's what we were going with. When did we pivot back to regular bugs? No, we're just <laughs> regular bugs. I missed that. <laughs> He's like trying to look up facts about bugs. <laughs> I was looking up. I picked Edgar from Men in Black. I had like trivia set. And y'all were like, this is going to be education. I'm like, okay, I guess it will Whatever. I guess if people are interested in that kind of stuff, cool. I got this big picture of Vincent D'Onofrio on my tablet. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs>